to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm very excited to be here on another beautiful day. For those who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a cookbook author, personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet and I cater for people for Yontif, Shavuos. Whenever you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I run chop competitions and I love to travel the world now that the skies are open up. Thank God for that. But I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, food traveling and sharing of great food and recipes and hearing from my amazing guests. So feel free to email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com and you can follow me on all those social media platforms. If you know, you know. Um, so also I want to hear from you guys. If you eat it, share it. Um, thank you so much, everyone. We have a really great lineup. I'm really excited about today's show. Last week, we forgot to do the whole intro. I like did it in one second, but now I'm like, now nah, I got to do the intro again from the top. All right. I have with me on a Zoom. He's like he's almost at the room. He's at the dining room table. Hi. We have Yosef Giller. You know, Australia would yeah. say Giller. Because yeah. E-R is an ah sound. But, um, people, people like to joke that I am a, a multiple personalities in one because it's Gillers and there's lots of us in one spot. Okay, very nice, very <laughs> nice. How are you? Thank God, I'm doing well. So, How are you? Great. Yosef is started, right, um, Grow Torah. And I was at Yeshiva University about two weeks ago for the Yom Atzimot, whatever it was. You know, I'm bad with time. Um, for the Yom Atzimot celebration. And they had the amazing rapper, Nissan Blacks, uh, giving a concert. And inside the room, like right at, that was an outdoor concert. They had a whole barbecue situation going on. And inside like this, I want to say, call it where the Wayus Farm Sale is on that ground floor there. <laughs> Is uh, was a few different booths of Israeli or just Israeli-inspired events. So Yosef was there uh, with Grow Torah. I was there doing a Israeli hands-on cooking demo, and they had some photo booths and some other booths. But I'm like, I wandered over them. I'm like, I always like to see all the other booths that are going on. I'm like, so what are you guys? They're like, we're Grow Torah. I'm like, tell me more. And they, I loved what they had to say. And I'm like, I invited Yosef, who founded this, to come on the show and talk to us. So welcome and thank you for coming. Thank you so much. When we saw you were going to be at the event, we were very excited. Oh. And uh, when you came over to my colleague, my co-executive director, Sarah Just Michael, uh, she told me that it was, it was awesome. So thank you. Thank you for coming over. You made our day. Oh, thank you. And it was really fun to get to, to run the workshops. We were running alongside your shakshuka. We were doing a Shemitah workshop. We were planting microgreens and learning all about taking care of a little plot of land for a week. And halachically, how might you grow in Eretz Yisrael this year during a Shemitah year? And how can we connect to that in Chutz Aretz, bringing it all together with Torah and plants and the environment all in one little package? So how did you get started in this? It's a great question. I'm sure uh, that oh, every interview starts off like that. <laughs> uh, where do you want me to start? The Pick beginning. <laughs> start at the All beginning. Right. So um, I grew up outside of Boston in Newton, Massachusetts. My parents raised us with a love for nature and the outdoors. That totally came from my grandparents as well on both sides. Um, my mother's mother... Um, was a, was a survivor of the Holocaust. She actually foraged for mushrooms and berries in the Warsaw Ghetto. Wow. Um, with her infant child at the time. And, and like before that, she had lived in 
in the town of Mush and had a garden there and chickens and goats and ducks and would harvest and would harvest like bouquets of flowers every Shabbos and bring them in. And she totally passed it on to my mom when they came to America and we were raised and growing up the, the garden was a total chore and all of us loved to hate it. I'm the youngest of six. So I got all of the chores, you know, dumped on me. Yeah. Um, and taking out the compost, we had a compost, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, and still to today, the same spot. I would always have to take out the compost because my always older siblings made me do it. And then, you know, I thanked them for dumping that on me because then it just became normal for me. I just always had to do it. So I was raised with, with an appreciation for nature in my blood and in my life. And uh, I, you know, fast forward to college and I, I did my undergrad degree in St. Louis at WashU um, in environmental studies. And at the time I was working with different Jewish youth organizations, B'nai Akiva and NCSY. And I was thinking, how can we bring experiential education and the magic of this stuff um, into schools and how can we connect nature and Torah? And so then I went to Smicha and YU and I was learning for a bunch of years. Fast forward to 2016, I said, okay, let's do it. Started a garden at Moshe Vabair, um, and the Frisch what School. What is that? What's Moshe Vabair? Moshe Vabair is a, is a B'nai Akiva day camp in Paramus, New Jersey. Okay. And so we started the first Grotora garden there. It wasn't called Grotora then, but I said, let's try this out. Let's see how this works. So we started in camp, and then the school teachers at the camp were excited. Oh, my God, can we do this in the school? Baruch Hashem, the winter of 2016, we started the program at SAR Academy and Ben Parat Yosef uh, in Riverdale and Paramus, New Jersey, two uh, Orthodox Yeshiva Day schools. And Baruch Hashem, now we're at 20 schools. Amazing. Amazing. Now tell us <laughs> what you do with this. Amazing. Yeah. So we build experiential and environmental Torah education programs. So we're bringing together the hands-on nature-based appreciation with Torah, with lessons from the weekly Parsha. We're bringing it all together, giving students nature literacy and environmental literacy, understanding what the earth is and how it works and understanding my separatious so that they can have a real personal positive relationship and connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through nature and through appreciation. And then that leads to commitment and taking care of it. But we're coming to all of this from a place of appreciation from the beginning. This is incredible because I think so many kids, we live in the city, right? Like, lose out they don't even like they get mixed up about brachot because they don't know how it's grown it is one of our favorite things to do we sometimes even trick the teachers is uh is making besamen brachas in the garden uh so lavender for example yeah yeah uh should i quiz you naomi should I oh you? oh you can try i don't know All if right, i'll do what, well what besamen bracha do you make on lavender i'll give you a hint it has a woody stem well hazama but for for besamim, not for eating it, but for besamim. For you're smelling it? Yeah, for smelling it. We're like the one, Bore Moresh. Yeah, oh, right, Bore Besamim, right. Bore Moresh <laughs> is when you put out the candle. I don't make okay. havdalah. Naomi, you're a sport. Thank you for letting me quiz you. I'm sorry, though, you're wrong. Um, really? Oh, I love being wrong. <laughs> you know, so Bore Besamim is like the shahakal of besamim brachas. Um, uh-huh. and it is all encompassing. So you're not wrong. You could make a besamim, but, but there are actually lots of different besamim brachas. And this is one of the things we get to teach. So bore 
is for herbs that grow from the ground that have a soft stem. Ayin samach vet yud, like esev, asavim, isve. And borei atse besamim is the bracha you make on lavender and rosemary and other woody stemmed perennial herbs that where the new growth comes back on the woody stem. And so we just get to have bracha parties all the time. This is so cool. Aaron, did you know this? Uh, I always, my father-in-law always says atse, and like I was always wondering why, and I thought it was just a Sephardic thing, but now I see there's real chachma behind it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. He's a Talmud Chacham in his own right, Oren, so... There you go. Amazing. So, yeah, so that's just one example of the ways that we're bringing everything together. You know, understanding the botany of it and then understanding the Torah. Understanding the botany and understanding the Torah. Just getting to do that together is, uh, is a really unique opportunity. And we do that, you know, thank God we have school gardens in Brooklyn. We've grown Torah gardens in Brooklyn, in Riverdale, in Great Neck, in Teaneck, in Paramus, in Englewood, in... Uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, in Chicago, Illinois, Atlanta, Baruch Hashem, we're working, you know, all over the country now. And um, any school that reaches out and wants a program, they're like, I don't know if we have the space. And we say, I promise you, we'll find a space. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. So how many schools are you currently in? So we're, it's a great question. We're, we're in the process of uh, signing on a few new schools. Um, some of them may or may not be in Long Island, so stay tuned. Uh oh, we're right um, here in Long Island. Just, just gotta wait. Just gotta wait till those uh, letters of agreement get signed. Yeah, and yeah. And we can, uh, you know, make those announcements. But Bezrat Hashem should be really exciting. Um, but we're so we're we're signed currently with twenty three schools, camps, JCCs, and shuls. Um, and that's in I think seven or eight states across the country. That's absolutely fantastic. Do you fly to different schools? So, um, great question. Actually, um, my co-executive director, Sarah Just Michael, is in Cleveland running a workshop. Um, so, we, in addition to our school garden programs, we also do one-time workshops. So, similar to the Shemitah program we ran at YU where we met, um, she is, she's, she's running that in Cleveland right now. Um, and we have – so, we, we do fly for the one-time workshops, but – um, one silver lining from the terrible tragedy of, of the COVID pandemic is people's fluency with Zoom and the technology. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've always been a distributed workforce. So, you know, there's four of us full time. We've always been distributed or remote, whichever, you know, language. So we were using Zoom before and we always wanted to be able to run programming on Zoom. And one thing that came from this is people know how to use Zoom now. So we actually run trainings for teachers in schools via Zoom. And then Sarah runs this whole program. It's called our Anafim program for branches. Ah. Uh, it allows us to go across the country. She, she does a whole training this summer via Zoom. Um, and then every week or every other week, she meets with the teachers to consult with them and to coach them through the program. So we do the whole thing. Garden logistics, crop planning, companion planting, succession planting, all of that. And the weekly Torah, the, the weekly partial lesson connected to what we're planting and everything. And she's guiding them through. And then we, you know, so we have a whole, a whole program and, and Baruch Hashem, it's, you know, almost one year old, this program. And I think so far it's been, it's been great. We have a few more signed on for it. It sounds absolutely incredible. I'm like so proud that this is like really taking off for you guys. <laughs> I love to garden right outside you. The shades are down because of the lighting of the show, but um, I grow 
vegetables every season where the sun is shining uh, when the day of recording and I can't wait to get back into planting again for the season. You know, I stick it in the ground, I let Hashem do all the work. We've got the garden system, the we put in water sprinklers and Hashem just takes care of it. When we come back, I come back, travel a lot in the summer and I come home like sometimes every 10 days and I find my tomatoes are in abundance. I've got friends that will text me, can I come and pick your garden? Zucchini, zucchini flowers, cucumbers. <laughs> it's great. One of the things, so we have four core values we're teaching throughout all of our lessons. That's kind of how we, you know, organize our, our curricular uh, pro offerings. The first one is incubating Amuna. And you just alluded to that. As you said, you say Hashem takes care of it. And that's exactly it is helping the students really get to see the beauty and the Nisim the flows in, in Maaseberishis right in front of their eyes. To get to see, you plant a seed in the ground, you bury it underground, it's totally dark. And actually most seeds need darkness to germinate. That's the, the, the darkness and the moisture for most seeds is actually what triggers the germination. Um, but that's a crazy thing to think that you, you bury it and that's what's going to allow it to grow. And so there's a beautiful musr and message there. And for the students though, to get to see just right in front of their eyes that this is where our food comes from and it really is a nace. And then on the flip side of that, real Amuna is not just all happy, all perfect. We've got aphids right now. <laughs> they're really, they're garden pests that are really difficult and we struggle with that. And we're also, one of our other core values is compassion for creatures and understanding Tsar Chaim. And even though it doesn't apply to insects, how do we think about all of creation, all of Bracious as our work of of Shamra, we have a role here to take care of creation and to take care of the world. And so we're wrestling with this Amuna. Okay, this is beautiful. HaKadosh Baruch was providing for us, making this food. We're making this Adama. We're having a bracha party. And then at the same time, a, a student asked me a few hours ago, why did Hashem make the bugs that hurt the plants? It's an amazing question for, for a fourth is... grader. They get to, and the answer is everything has a reason. And sometimes we know the reason, and sometimes I don't. I don't know why HaKadosh Baruch Hu made aphids. Yes, I could say, oh, it's because they're part of the food chain, and then the ladybugs need food to eat. And Baruch Hashem, we got to go see that because there was a ladybug on the other side of the garden eating aphids. But I also want to hold, hold space for a kid to actually wrestle with that emunah. That's what strengthens it, to say, I don't know, I have a real question. I need to ask these questions more and more and more to start that process at an age-appropriate level You know, in fourth grade to just say, why are there bugs? Great question. Let's think about that some more. Okay, you're really teaching them some deep thinking concepts. Yes, trying. And again, like I said, age appropriate. It wasn't the kindergartners that I taught also today. We're having a different conversation. Right, I'm sure, I'm sure. But that's yeah. fa fantastic. If schools want to reach out or different organizations, how can Thank they find you. you? Thank you. Thank you, Naomi. Uh, all over. If you just Google Grow Torah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to our website. Everything's there. We put pricing for most stuff there too. So we try to be as transparent as possible when we can be. Um, and we have um, a bunch of free stuff on our website. Also, we have a weekly, a weekly Parsha Devar Torah that's related to the earth and to the environment and tying it all together. This week's is really awesome. It's written by one of our board president, actually. Beautiful Devar Torah. Um, and uh, so people can subscribe to that and check. All those are up on the website. For every Chag and all the holidays, we have resources to how to do things at home with your family or with your friends. Um, with, yeah, 
any and any way they can they can reach out and and they can also just go to our website and grab it all whatever's there for free amazing fantastic thank you so much we look forward to doing a show with you in a garden amazing that sounds something. perfect that's perfect we i mean you could also come check out we have a, a two-week day camp oh. uh, on a farm it's a farm camp in new city new york right next to muncie so if Ooh. you want to if you want to get your hands dirty with us naomi you're invited. Down. You're invited I'm to any of for, our gardens. You know that I'm ready for an adventure always, right? So Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We will thank catch you up so, soon. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Wow, that is so, so cool. I love that. I love gardening. I'm feeling something going on that we could plant in the ninth ward. Possibly, yeah. And having the kids like work on it. For sure. We've done that before in the past. Like We do that a, a lot. We actually were working on a program uh, we, but we needed to find the space for it in Long Beach, New York, to do a community oh, garden in, right. uh, in, uh, in Long Beach. But it was denied. But, uh, yeah, it's something we're always looking into. And uh, maybe we'll connect and see how we can get... Uh, I'll give you guys each other's this, information. That would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Love it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you so sure. much. Have a good Shabbos. Okay. Thank you very much to uh, Yosef Giller from Grow Torah. We're getting... On the phone, I'm going to just bring in Talia Seabag. I'm just going to get you her number. Do I need the chup chick? <laughs> we have this cord um, that, uh, here we go, um, Talia. Let's see. Talia. It's called a dongle. Yeah, is that what it is? Yes, it is. Talia. I learned about that uh, on one of my trips. Yeah. Like, I need to get one of those dongles. Okay. <laughs> Um, we're getting it to tell you see back on who is representing us, um, is representing Tuscanini today for our segment. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay. Is that good? Can you uh, make sure it's plugged in all the way? Hello. Hold on. Tell you. Yeah. Already. I can hear you. Okay, great. Hi, Talia. How's it going? Hi, Naomi. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing today? Great. Oh, wait, you can hear? I can hear you. Always great to, uh, talk to you. <laughs> um, sorry, we just were get, disconnecting from our other guest. Okay, sorry. Hi. Hi, Talia. Thank you so much for speaking out today. Uh, we are uh, doing our segment with Tuscanini. Um, and we're calling this month Sneak Peeks. So some of the sneak peeks of kosher food that's about to hit the shelves. Hearing it here first on Table for Two. And welcome uh, from Tuscanini. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. So you're not actually in Tuscany? Unfortunately, no. Sadly. I wish. Yeah, we're in New York, right? New Jersey? Yes, okay. we are out here in New Jersey, but um, we have our latest great find from, okay. actually it's from Puglia, and it is an extra virgin olive oil, really something special because it's unfiltered. Okay, what is the difference between, for myself, I don't even think I know, between unfiltered and extra virgin? Great question. So a lot of people don't realize this, but all the health benefits of olive oil are actually in the olive itself. All of those amazing antioxidants that are great for our eyesight, our digestion, our skin, and also that make it really taste something amazing. Now that's usually filtered out, but we over here in our innovation, uh, our innovative kitchen over here in Tuscanini, thought, why, why filter that out? It's what makes it delicious. It's what makes it healthy. It's the olive in the oil, not the oil in the olive. Right. That's a really so, good point. Thank 
you. So we worked really hard on sourcing this beautiful, ultra premium, extra virgin olive oil. It's in a gorgeous bottle, something really unique. It's got all these, it's not round, it's got sides to it. It's really cool. It's going to look gorgeous on your countertops. But more than just looking gorgeous on your countertops, it has a fully robust flavor, really nice and fruity, just a little touch of spicy. And that, so the, the what's filtered out, that sediment, you'll see it floating there at the bottom. If you're most familiar, if you love um, apple cider vinegar, you'll be familiar with it. We call it mother. Right. So it's that little floaty stuff. And that's actually where all the health is. So when you see the Tuscanini olive oil and you see something floating in it and think, wait, is this supposed to be that way? Yes, it is supposed to be that way. The less clear your olive oil, the more healthy. Okay, so the less clear, the more healthy. And the floaty bits yeah. is called mother. I don't think I actually knew that. Well, actually, the flavoring itself. So it, when it's apple cider vinegar, it's called mother. It'll say with the mother. Now, when it's extra, when it's olive oil, we call that sediment. Ah, It's similar with red wine, actually. Right. With a really great red wine, you'll see a little bit of... Um, the floaty stuff in your glass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, So similar. Sediment, that's sediment. So that's, mm -hmm. okay, fine. Okay, we learned something new today. Okay, so I, when, when, is, when can we expect to see this on our shelves? So we are rolling it out this week. You should expect to see it soon, just in time for Shavuos. Oh, to yeah. Make your, oh, yeah, absolutely. And we are so excited um, for all the amazing pastas that we can't wait for you guys to be cooking with our olive oil. Right. And all the other great Tuscanini products as well. We've got the tomato paste in the tube. Mm -hmm. You've got the crushed tomatoes, the diced tomatoes in the jars, the pizza sauces. Absolutely. And you can't forget, of course, about our pastas. The pastas, right. We've got the pastas and all the different olive oils. Um, always working on something new in those uh, Tuscanini kitchens. And the pizzas that are fr the frozen pizzas. Absolutely. And even for the more adventurous among us, the Calabrian chili peppers for that spicy bite. Yeah, we had that on Pesach. It was a little bit much for this Ashkenazi. <laughs> it's too much. Me too. Absolutely me too. But I must say my husband, he, he can't get enough spicy. He's been loving it, putting okay. it on the sandwiches. Okay, great. Something for right. everybody. Right. There's something for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. So we really hope that you guys will um, take our extra virgin olive oil and find the thing that's right for you. Like okay. I said, something for everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Talia, for joining us today. And thank you. A big thank you to Tuscanini for, for sponsoring the show today with our sneak peeks. And we look forward to that coming out in a couple of weeks. As I said, I mentioned over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about, you know, I've been, we've been talking on the show about all the things that are about to hit the shelves. And people can hear it here first on the Nachum Siegel Network with the sneak peek segments. Um, we've got the heaven and the earth, uh, soy-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, plant-based feta. Yum. So I'm thinking like feta on hot dogs now maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, and then we've got the mushroom jerkies with the smoked house and the ginger sesame flavor. Can't wait for that one. I mean, this all sounds delicious. I'm. This sounds like an exciting season for kosher food, indeed. Thank I you will. so much I'm for the opportunity. Excited. It's the summer. We can't wait to try new things. I feel like New York is alive and well, and we want to experiment. And people are getting out now, and travels back, and <coughs> restaurants are at full swing. You know, ingredients are out there. Let's go grab them up. You know, and of course it's. 
the weather has not been more beautiful, 70 degrees and sunny. So what a great time to go right. outside, right? Right. I hope the day we're, rec- we're they're airing this, it's always the same. I always worry, you know, now because we pre-record and that when it airs oh, no. on Friday morning, you know, tomorrow that'll that'll it'll, it'll be just as beautiful. But that's always oh, in our shed's hand. But the day of recording is a beautiful day today. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll touch base soon, Talia. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Thanks great. For... Take care. Shabbat Have a good shalom. day. Thank you. Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. shalom. All right, okay. Talia Seabag from Tuscanini. All right. The moment we've been waiting for, all the way from Lollipop. Not so far from here. Not so far from here. That's it. Rabbi Oren Bendelstein in the house. Right, I can still call you Rabbi. You could if you want. You, know. you, 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 <laughs> you have smicha, you've earned it. Yes, he I is do. a star educator. Uh, he works for NCSY Relief, and I had the privilege of honor and honor of working with him. His gorgeous daughter, daughter Nava, and Rabbi Eitan Katz, who was not there. Not the Eitan Katz, the singer. Eitan Katz, the NCSY Relief. He gets that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he does. But both <laughs> amazing men, yes. bringing light to the world. Um, on a relief mission, we went to New Orleans. I said I'm always bad with time. Like three weeks ago? I don't even know. Yeah, anymore. right? You're I, also bad with time. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just time flies. You know, yeah, you can't keep just up. It keeps on going. Um, we, we went to New Orleans, um, but we're going to talk more about that. Let's talk about you and how you got into this and how you started with Rabbi Katz. And, of course, we're going to have to end out talking a, bit, a little bit about your restaurant, Lollipop. Sure. Because it's a food show, too. <laughs> No problem. No All right. Problem. So, when did NCSY Relief get started? So, um, so my my journey to getting to NCSY Relief was I'm all about Chesed, and I started uh, an organization myself um, in 2012 um, called Resurf. Resurf was a pro- was a program to I surf myself and a couple of my friends surf, and we started like a uh, surfing therapy program in Israel. On, uh, in, Amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, we ha- we made a documentary film. It's we we started it in a youth village. Can you send it to me. I'd love to watch. Uh, it. Oh yeah, I will. I'd love Definitely. to watch that. It's really, really cool. We started this amazing program, and we got about now, like from, at the time, there was thirty kids. Now there's about a thousand kids on a yearly basis getting uh, surf therapy that started from uh, from our program, which was really cool. Um, I learned that you know, there's nothing that can stop anybody from doing anything. You're not always going to be successful, but at least, you know, you can't lose by trying. Exactly. You know? Um, so um, the program developed. We started doing programs all over the world from like, uh, I used, we started working with kids, uh, Jewish teens in San Diego. Um, helping, they started helping kids in Mexico. And then uh, that that program blew up um, and it, went, it got way out of my hands. I couldn't really, uh, um, I couldn't scale it anymore. Um, and so I got, I was looking for an organization that, that has amazing mechanchen that can help me, uh, you know, uh, you know, take this to the next level. And NCSY was like the perfect fit. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so I started working with NCSY. We started running the program Resurf in Israel. We did it for two years. And then I met Rabbi Eitan Katz, who's been doing uh, chesed relief missions. We go do disaster relief programs, uh, a mission. So anytime there's a disaster at any place, uh, really around the world. Uh, Rabbi Katz has been uh, has been running like uh, like fr- from first response to long term response programs, taking st- uh, Jewish teens, going out, helping 
building people's houses, sometimes taking down people's houses, whatever we got to do to 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 help people get their feet off the uh, off the ground and and get back into uh, get back into life again. So it's been an amazing journey, and he and so he was doing that kind of as he was the director, Rabbi Katz, as he was the director of the New Jersey NCSY region. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't think I yes, knew that. Yes, okay. so he was, and then at some point, um, about two or three years ago, I don't even know time, like we said, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I was um, contacted by somebody from NCSY saying, hey, there's going to be a new department called Relief Missions, and we think it'd be a perfect fit for you to work with. Um, so I met with Rabbi Katz, and I think we just like you know it was like love at first sight. That's We're so like, cute. hey, how, like we both are very, very chill, you know, chill, yeah, and uh, and um, and we're both dreamers. Um, and uh, and we work very like you know outside of the box trying to figure out whatever we can They're do to make dreamers, things happen. You're visionary. We're visionary. Visionary. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yes. No, because <laughs> some people dream and they have a dream. But yes. You're a visionary. I feel like a visionary has a vision, a dream, and then makes it happen. Okay. You guys have made it happen. Yes. Yeah. So we have, and it's been amazing. The journey has been awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this past year we ran forty-five chesed missions. That's uh, it, on each. It, just to give you guys an, uh, kind of an example, of what that is. There's about fifteen to twenty teens on each mission. We're going. Uh, it's a four to five day, um, uh, you know, mission. So uh, you're talking about, you know, forty-five of them. I mean, you do the math. It's like two hundred days a year. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, our, our, we have uh, our, our our staff that we have on our on our team is only three people, um, so uh, we, you know we're, we're heavily involved in every single program we're running, and we're constantly trying to to grow and scale, and and we're we're just like so booked. Everybody wants to run a mission. You were on the mission. You, you were I on the wish loved with us. It's a, every it's, minute. It's amazing. We really make it personal. You go out wherever you are. Like we were on a mission in New Orleans. You meet the people. You get to connect to the people in the community. Some some of these people, it's the first time they're ever meeting a Jew. Right. It's fascinating, right? Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. And they're like they're they're amazed. They always think, oh, I, the Jews are people that are are totally like include like you know like, like I guess we in in their own circles. And here we are. We're trying to help build their community right. so that they can ha- like you know. It's learn it's really how to grow. just. Um, What's the word um, when you when uh, I'm looking for the Hebrew word, like that we go out and we set an example and we we uh, what kiddush Hashem? Oh, oh, tremendous! I'm not looking for oh. a big word here. <laughs> it's a tremendous kiddush Hashem. Is like it? they don't realize we're Orthodox Jews and we're sitting with people like last last month or beginning of the month. We're sitting with people from the Ninth Ward, the hardest hit community. In America, from from Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, it was 17 years ago. They were saying they are not recovered. It, you know, it was on the news for a, a year. Brad Pitt got involved. This, that, but then it kind of blows over. 17 years later, they are still like have their houses gone. People, and it's not the same. You see empty lots of land, and they go, "Oh, there was a house there. There was a house there. there That's empty plots of land." So, NCSY. Um, and what was the team that came down when you built the houses? Um, oh, so we team up with some other organizations. Uh, we work with SBP, um, St. Uh, Bernard Parish, which is an organization, and uh, Habitat for Humanity. And we worked with Youth Rebuilding New Orleans on that but that's, trip. Yeah, on that trip. Yeah. And the kids were physically building a house. I can't even, like, describe. Like, word, 
hammer and nails. Like we, they dug a hole and then they put the power line in. Like it doesn't get more like earthy and rural and. Yeah, I, it's funny, you know, like on different missions, sometimes I get calls from parents and like, you know, from, from communities that might be a little bit entitled, you know, and the, the parents will call me and they'll be like, um, my kid is working really, really hard. And I, me and Ravi Katz always laugh about it. We're like, you're, you know, we're on, I mean, we signed yeah. up for a chesed mission. We're not on vacation here. So we right. work, re- they, they work hard. We say we work hard and then we play, play hard. hard. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, they get to, they get to travel. They get to see, we take them out to see live music and um, it's pretty cool. It's good stuff. It was amazing how, like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about what my role was. Like, um, I'd spoken to Rabbi Katz and he, I, then Rabbi Bendelstein came in, I'm sure. calling it. one's a rabbi today. Okay. They are. They have all has to. So, so um, I spoke with Oren about about what w- my role was going to be. So what we decided to, what they decided, we, I'd give them some different ideas and they had done this somewhere else. They'd done a cafe. Now we wanted to make, take this cafe concept and make it a free restaurant. So um, we set up on a field a restaurant and a pop-up kitchen across the street, which was a, by this grocery store, Macaulay. I would call it a Macaulay because Macaulay sells everything. Burnell's. And Burnell was very hard hit. Uh, and he told, he told the kids his story. And he and people, had his plight had gone all over. Like um, Mark Zuckerberg had gone there and, and um, Ellen DeGeneres had gone there after hearing the plight of what's going on there. And, of course, NCSY was there. Um, and we set up a kosher restaurant on the street. We, me and Nava and Oren, we went to, when we landed, we went straight to Walmart, basically, right? Yeah, That's what yeah. we did. And we went there first. We got tables and chairs and then we slept and we, we set up literally a barbecue on the street. And we bought actually food because the idea was, maybe you should explain about us eating together. So, so I thought what was really cool here is that the idea really, um, uh, 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 Naomi and I, we did lots of shopping together. Yeah, yes. we, we were like Party City, Gomez uh, yeah. Live. I shopped with savings. you much more than I ever did with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we, went, we went exactly from Party City to Amazing Savings to back to Gourmet Glot to, uh, I mean, nonstop. And then we went to, uh, and then in New Orleans, we did a big shop. And the idea was we tried to set up this table, make it look beautiful, have centerpieces. Um, our, the kids from NCSY that came on, on this trip were from uh, Seattle. It was really cool when they got, they, they literally got right off an airplane. And straight to work. Right to work. And they, and, and so some of the students, their job was just to sit at the table and mingle with everybody. Some of the students, their job was to be waiters and waitresses. Um, Naomi was running the kitchen hard. And she got good, I had some good, good help. help. She had some good help. Nava. Nava was the most yes. amazing sous chef. His daughter came with us. And also Chef Courtney. Oh, yes. He yes. was with us. I gave him a shout out. In yes, the, I, I didn't saw, know his last name. I couldn't have reach I him. But he's in, the, he's in the newspaper. But Courtney, like we, we barbecued. And they, they, they just stayed and stayed and stayed. You know what was amazing about that program? And just something for you guys to know. We were supposed to go out that night to see live music. Uh, and the rabbi, Rabbi Jason Feld from the school in Seattle that was with us, I looked at him and we started having a conversation. We invited on uh, the, uh, at this meal, it wasn't just like just random people. Um, there were random people that would, that anyone that wanted to come can sit down and have a meal. So we they had were so t- happy. They were so happy. And they were eating and bringing their families. But on top of that, there was Reverend Calhoun 
who's like the biggest reverend in the Lower Ninth Ward. There were, he brought a bunch of other community leaders um, and just a lot of like people coming down and they wanted to have, the idea was, and he was inviting people from the community, we want to have a conversation on how we can create change in the community. And, uh, and they got up there and they asked, they were asking, how can we create change? So, every, you know, it was interesting for, for me because we do lots of things. Um, this was really a first for me on this, on a trip to be able to hear this type of conversation um, with the community. And I was kind of like, you know, I think the I think the difference really it it got to how how fortunate we are as Jewish as being part of a Jewish community is that I think when you see a Jew um, trying to get a business going, you know, we think of all the reasons why we could run a business. We might be a little skeptical here and there, but like if you want to get it done, you're going to get it done. Right. You know, I feel like it, the the mentality in that community was the opposite. It was like they were almost like it's impossible to get yeah, businesses up here. They couldn't see they like, couldn't see past like a two feet in front of them mm-hmm. just because A they never given the opportunities or they never had a voice. Right. No one was listening and I feel like we were listening. We were listening and, and actually like the conversation and like you said, you know, we're trying to be not just dreamers but more like visionaries the conversation got to a really cool point where we started they, they were like oh well what's so why would anybody want to come to the lower ninth ward so my so 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 our kids got up and they said well why would anybody want to go to williamsburg like you know 20 years ago or why why do people want to go to windward and yeah where's miami that? in miami like you know and they got into that conversation and they're like well you know, you got to create the reason why. You got to give them the why. Right. And so we're coming. So we're coming back there next su- this coming summer. We we're there for two weeks, and we're gonna do something called um, Lower Ninth Ward Culture Week. You know? Are you doing it? Yeah, we're gonna do it. I'm in. So I'm in. What? Di- when? When? Um, it's gonna be the last two weeks between the 14th and the 28th. So we're still working out the details. I'm in. But it's super cool, and the idea is to bring. The people to the Low Ninth Word and see the second line bands and their gumbo and all their cool like things like for that that we're their community make, has to. We're gonna make kosher gumbo. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> if Naomi will rock it out, we'll make it happen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept asking everyone how to make a po boy. A po boy stands for oh, yeah. poor boy sandwich. So that's their traditional sandwiches. You know, like we eat hot dogs in New York. They eat po boys in. Uh, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really incredible. And, yeah. and because we had bought, like, everything from Gourmet Glut, we could sit and eat with them. Yeah. Right? Like, the kids could sit. And the, that was dinner that night. was the dinner prepped and cooked by our team at NCSY. Yeah. And people working together. Like, the guys could not. The team, the, the guys that helped me, the locals that helped me, they were chefs. They, they were just happy to help out. Like, like they weren't, like... Like being sometimes chefs can be snobby, but they just got in and they stood there and it, you know, kind of grilled it after dark. It got dark at one point. Yeah. Um, and I'd never let it lit a charcoal barbecue before, so I was nervous. And he's like, he showed me what to do, so now I can do one in New York. <laughs> um, it was really like incredible. It was just a great experience. And talking to Benel and hearing his stories, and he has a, has a wall that everybody signs. So it's Mark Zuckerberg signs and Ellen signs and. Um, then it, us, we signed. More, more important is us, I think. Yeah, Martin. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, the kids. The you kids know, we're, loved we're, it. We're taking that wall. We're taking that, we're wall. Taking we, that wall. We really loved it. It mm-hmm. was like a really incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Tell us some of the places that you guys have gone. Okay. So, um, 
we so you know New Orleans is one of our staples because obviously you know there's been a lot of work there. But so we we go to Houston a lot. We go to Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's we, new though, right? Kentucky. Uh, well, not not really. I mean, this year we had to go there because because of Mayfield. And remember, I went with Maspia and uh, the OU with Rabbi Simon Taylor. Right. Yeah. I mean, but we've been there like over the years you know oh, really? oh yeah i mean it's not one of our it's not something that happens every single year but whenever there is something in kentucky we've been there i love them there uh, my, yeah my peeps oh yeah i'm oh, in yeah. touch with all my friends from <laughs> it's amazing you got to come on more we go to we go to um uh, uh puerto rico is a big one because they had the after hurricane maria and then mm. they have a bunch of other hurricanes and the earthquakes that that hit over there so we're there quite a bit as well um this year um we're going to um we're going to uh, uh, Romania because it's right next to uh, Ukraine. Rabbi Katz is taking a team out there. I'd love to go on that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be very special. I mean, it's yeah. very intense. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. intense mission. Timing uh, is not good for us. All the, all the orphan. There's a lot of big orphanage over there, a lot of orphan kids um, because of what's going on over there and, uh, and the craziness. So we're going to help try to figure out ways to, uh, to bring, uh, bring them some light um, and working with some amazing organizations. I mean – also, we do a lot of like you know it's funny because we were, we had just now uh, tour grow. Uh, yeah. We've been doing a lot of work on farms. Like we work with uh, one of my best friends lives in Iowa, Bettendorf, Iowa. Ah, so we do a lot of work farming, like you know, and working the lands, and you know, um, seeing you know what Hashem has to give you. There's no better way to appreciate the, the you know the world that Hashem gives you than when you kind of understand like how incredible it is. You know that like like you were saying like. You put some seeds in the ground, and you 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 if you give back to the to the ground, you give back to the earth. The earth give, gives back to you, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that that goes with your neshama, goes with your soul, goes with your personality, goes with your friends, it goes with your marriage, your relationships. You know, the more you put in, is the more you get out. You know, and I think it's a it's a powerful thing. You know, so we're trying to build, um, help build. You know, future Jewish leaders. And every single time we run a trip, which we, a mission really, I like to call it a mission. A mission. We, we go with mechanchen. We don't go with like, it's not, you know, people get, use the word tikkun olam sometimes, like in a very light way. Yeah. We're going with people that are well, well, well connected to like purpose, to real purpose. And our goal is that like we connect these, these teens, these college students, and even adults, if any adult wants to go on a trip, and give people purpose, like real purpose in this world. Uh, I'm thinking, guys just while we're listening and talking that maybe our listeners a table for two kind of group could get together if any of you would be interested maybe we can do a Nachum Siegel, Siegel Network group or if Nachum would come but you know I'll come our listeners maybe I'll get some of my Instagram followers and we could come yeah and, and we could do a mission that you know it's not like you volunteer and you show up you, there is a cost because you know, there's food and flights and hotels and all that, you know. Um, but we, we should do something. Our people, like my my, my my chevra, right? Like, let's go and let's do a mission. I'd love that. You I, know, there's, there's, you know on, on, that, on that mission, maybe, you know, we started a really, really cool program called Pop-Up Cafe. That was – what we did was a pop-up restaurant. The Pop-Up Cafe program – is amazing. We we uh we there's a couple of communities in that I, that we know of and like in, in in each one of the places that we work in, and there are like people living in tents and like homeless people oh, that are, sorry. and they're 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 struggling. And what we do is we come in 
and we go shopping and we make a menu and it could be it could be as simple as peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and coffee you know and different types of snacks to like bringing like some making eggs and different stuff like that and they get to pick and choose you know and, the, and you'll see a person come you know they, they come to us they'll buy, buy our by our, our little pop-up cafe and they'll order like they'll say hey can I get a egg over easy with a decaf <laughs> coffee and you know and a muffin and uh, and it's amazing and, and our kids have sat down and had conversations with some of these people and you'll be surprised like you know they, they talk and they're like they're articulate you know, it's not exactly every homeless person is what, what we think what all homeless people are right. and they said something very powerful and they say it repeatedly on most of the time when we come out and they say in our lives, people come to us and they give us whatever they don't want. This is the first time somebody asked us what we want, <gasps> you know, which is so powerful. I, I, you told me this when we first spoke, but mm -hmm. now he, even hearing it again, you're just like, it's my yeah. heart, my heart. It's amazing. And we're open to anything. You know, you want to come and do, you could join us on a mission and you want to do something a little bit different. Like we're, we, we love to cater and, and help to create like, you know, whatever it is. That, to, if that maybe make... someone has an idea, well, let us know. You can absolutely. reach out to us. For sure. Yeah. That's absolutely inspirational. Thank you. What, what you Thank do. You and so I, I got to see firsthand. I don't think I would have really understood exactly what you do till I came along. And the, the kids were so into it. These are good kids they raise the money to be able to come and to do this it's not a crazy expensive trip for the high school kids we we don't like to say no so uh right. you know depend like especially like we work a lot with like public school kids around the country you know and this is like sometimes their first experience with with, with any type of their first shabbos experience their first anything jewish experience so you know and they go on from our program like almost 70 percent of uh, kids that go to public school that come on our program end up going on our TJJ trip to Israel, Woo! which is like, insane. And that, and then for those kids on TJJ, they get much more involved within NCSY and becoming more involved in their Jewish heritage, which is beautiful. So, uh, like, I love stuff. NCSY summer programs. I love the TJJ programs. I'm very mm -hmm. excited to be part of it again this summer. Um, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Sure. I've got the training. Oh, you're going to love it. I can't wait. I'm like, I did it last summer and it was absolutely incredible and I look forward to doing it this summer. Working with NCSY, even as an adult, because I didn't grow up with it because I'm from, you know, Australia. We have been at Kiva and I loved being part of a youth movement. But like just the connection between people from different backgrounds, different, you know, levels of religious observance. Um, it's, a, it's incredible tolerance, you know. And you can bring someone in. My kids have spent many summers on NCSY, Michlelet. I've three, uh, one of my daughters went three times on Michlelet. She hated summer camp, hated it. So like when NC, one the last year she was able to go, and I worked in a sleepaway camp. And the last, the, one of the last year, she she's like put a foot down. She goes, I'm going to Bobby and Zader in Australia. So we sent her as an unaccompanied minor to Australia. And the summers, three summers after that, was NCSY Michlelet. Wow. And it changed her life. She's made Aliyah now. She's, she's like, like living the dream. And she really felt like she met so many people, helped her grow as a Jew and as a person. And that's like absolutely incredible. So um, I know I know most of the programs are by at this point closed out. But if people still want information about the summer programs, you can always reach out to me or ncsysummer.org and get more information. Um, but how can – if people can't come on a mission, they work, they can't take vacations, how else can they get involved from their living rooms? So, listen, I mean, if you care about 
the future of the Jewish people. You know, uh, I really do believe, I mean, there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of chesed programs out there. You know, um, we, uh, like me personally, I'm not about checking a box and saying, hey, I did my chesed, I checked the box. It's like, we're, this is real chesed. We're doing, like, powerful, powerful work. I mean, we're looking, we're always looking for partners, anyone that can partner with us, help us, you know, uh, get more teens on missions. And financially. Yes. <laughs> I'll throw that out there for you. <laughs> yes, that's what I, I always call a partnership because that's what it is. You know, at the end of the day, I have some of the most incredible donors um, that, you know, when I call them, they're just so excited. They're so happy. And it's that's what's so beautiful, I think, about, like, the Jewish people because, you know, they understand what, what we're doing and what they're doing, they're, you know, they're, they're fortunate to have the money to be able to give to a program and we're fortunate to be able to have the time and the job that, that does what, 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 what they want to be done. And what, what, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's continuity, Jewish continuity, Jewish, like spiritually, like feeding your, feeding the soul. And, you know, in four to five days on one mission can really change a kid's life. So, like, I mean, and we see it all the time. It just changes their whole trajectory. And uh, and then we can send them into, like, all the different avenues and places, like, within NCSY and, and the Jewish world, you know, that, uh, that we feel is fit for that kid. And, uh, you know, there's people that are dedicating their lives for this stuff. It's, so it's unreal. Cool. You are dedicating your life to changing the future of Jewish thank kids you. And, and making Kiddush Hashem wherever you go. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really was amazing. It was really amazing. It but was. You know what we're going to talk about next? <laughs> okay, let's the go. The restaurant. All right. <laughs> I've saved us 10 minutes to talk about Lollipop. So, um, Oren wears like several hats in his life. Um, one of them is being co-owner along with his lovely wife who I've yet to meet. Yeah, she really is the owner. I I'm wanted just, uh, I wanted her to come on the show today with you, but she's super busy, which is what we say Brach Hashem when your restaurant is busy. That's right. So we're gonna get them on in a couple of weeks. You have to Well we'll do we'll do a live show in Lollipop and you guys We'll do can, we'll go to Lollipop. You can TK. meet my cook and, and all of what's going on. I think over that'll there. be so fun. I think our next show should be from there. We'll just go there. You know? Okay. The spread okay. is always good. Yeah. You know? And like so, you know, and even I, I told her when I was, we met a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, he, I said, I'm on, you know, this diet. My daughter's getting married. And he made me this delicious grilled tuna and grilled vegetables oh, meal. Yeah. Made me something special. So, um, I, I, I always say in my life, I'm very fortunate because I, I'm not a rich man. Um, you know, I'm, I am rich. I'm Pesamech V'chalko rich. Amen, you know? amen. You know, in the five towns, it's very relative. But, uh. In in uh, I'm, I'm, I wake up in the morning every day. I'm, I'm, I love to exercise, so I you know I dive in and then I go exercise, and then after I exercise, I go to a restaurant and I have a guy who gets to I get, cooks me whatever. <laughs> he I want. has the dream. <laughs> he is the dream. Yes, He's and, the dream. And it's He's pretty good. Dream. It's really healthy and it's really good food. I, I I'm not sick of it yet. Okay, so how did you start this business? Because so, it's not your typical. Stick around, guys. Listen to this. It's not your typical restaurant. So. So really, it's interesting because um, uh, I, I, my wife and I were youth directors. Um, so I was a youth director in Atlantic Beach for 10 years. And, and, I, and then for another three years, I, I was a youth director in Long Beach at the Bach. Uh, when uh, my husband was a youth director in the 80s. That's so cool. So we have that, that connection. Right? Exactly. Right and yet another connection. You know, notice everything ended with beach. Long yep. Beach, Atlantic Beach. If there's no bon beach, I'm not youth director. And, I, and I'm Bondi Beach. That's it. <laughs> That's Big it. surfing beach. It is. It is. So there. So um. So you know, after after that, and learning and understanding, you know, teens and kids, and and you know, for such a long time, um, 
my wife and I, like, we created a really nice friendship with uh, the owners of uh, Holy Schnitzel, Ophir oh. Ben Altaba and Rosie Ben Altaba. Which, by the way, Ophir Ben Altaba is, and, and my name's Oran at Bendelstein, and Rosie Ben Altaba, and my wife's Reut Bendelstein. So we almost have, like, the same first names and the same last names. We have the same initials as husband and wife. It's That's a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, we, we met, we sat down. Uh, Rosie had this dream of like opening up like a cafe and play space and she asked us and uh, you know I was like why are you asking us you have so many other people that could do this and she was like I, I want to be in business with you guys or this or whatever nice. so we kept on you know I, I, I didn't have money at the time and I figured I, you know I, I asked my wife my wife was pregnant with twins and I asked my wife I'm like you know she was working at Laser Marble before and then oh. So, yeah, so um, at that point, my wife, I asked her, I'm like, do you want to have a restaurant? And she's like, you know, I don't think we can afford it. I, I said, I, don't, I didn't ask you if you want to, if we can afford a restaurant. I said, do you want to have a restaurant? And she's, she's like, she's like, yeah, if you can make it happen. I'm like, okay, so we'll make it happen. And Baruch Hashem, like, See, I, he's not know. a dreamer. He's a visionary. So we put together whatever the funds we needed. And, uh, and I worked with Ophir and Rosie and my wife together. And we really, like... We didn't bring in an architect or anything, like, you know, between Rosie and my wife and Ophir. Um, I mean, they were just like, Ophir is such a mass, uh, uh, you know, knowledge on restaurants. He's really amazing at this stuff. So yeah, we he, need him on the show too. Oh, he's, 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 he'll hook us up. He's really like the guru, people, uh, people don't know. And uh, so we brought him in and, and then we worked in the whole kid space and, and the food place. But we didn't realize when we opened up that our food's going to be so good. And what happened was, is the food, the, the kitchen wasn't built for um, that type of mass amounts of food. So, you know, so it was always a struggle, like how, getting the food out in, in, in a, like fresh, good food. People, and you know, in the five towns, you need a chick chop. Yeah, yeah, need, yeah. What time is it? We got to get up. Yeah, yeah. So, it's lunchtime. <laughs> exactly. It's always lunchtime in the five towns. Yes. So, uh, so that, was, that was the stress. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day... Um, you know, we we put it together, and uh, we ended up like really. COVID was a very interesting part of our of our our process. COVID, we couldn't have a kids space anymore. Okay, let's. We didn't really explain the kids space. Oh, sorry. So let, let, no, it, that's fine. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just gonna. So half the restaurant was like a beautiful lunch, fun space that the mums would sit down, order food, and then this back half was a play space with equipment. Right, all sorts of uh, climbing things and right padded floors <laughs> for the kids to play in. So, mom could eat and send the kids off in a controlled, safe play space. Right, and we tried to make the play space not as kitty as like other play spaces are. So, like when you're eating, you don't feel like you're in like you know Dave and Buster's or one of those types. Yeah, it was, of places. It was not loud. Like right, you, right. you didn't walk out with a headache. You walked right. out with a full yummy belly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was, but and 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 that's that's been working. Um, but over time, really, we we ended up like taking a lot of the space from the kids' space, expanding our kitchen, and uh, we this like last. Last year or two years ago, we did a big expansion. In Corona. Uh, yeah, during Corona because we were doing crazy amounts of Ubers and people were deliveries and this and that and whatever. And our food just became like uh, – it, it's, really, it's really awesome. Like if you haven't had a chance to eat by us – you know, I people. I mean, I, I'm the owner, so I'll tell you it's great food. No, it really is great food. <laughs> You're known for your really good salads. Yes. And those 
those burgers. The first time I had a plant-based burger oh, was yeah. by you. Oh, what really? called that? Beyond the, Meat? The Beyond Meat. Yep, the Impossible Burger. Impossible Burger. But I don't think you can get Impossible no, Burgers. No, so now anymore. it's all Beyond Burger, but we you, still call it the Impossible you know Burger. You know why, guys? You know why you can't get an Impossible at Burger anymore? Because McDonald's bought it out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. got an OU and it goes to McDonald's probably, yeah. right? 100%. <laughs> McDonald's is smart, so they, they, they know how to do their business. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really great. Um, healthy, awesome, you know, you know, good, like homemade food, you know, feeling like kind of like homey food. So, you know, come down. It's not like uh, the food, like you think, like if you're going to a regular cafe, it's like eating restaurants, uh, the grade food. So if you want to try and, it out. And, and you can sit in the front and plug in your phones. I've got a whole strip for you for oh, your yeah. phones and chargers. And then the kids can play, which is a really nice uh, touch that you guys have done. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, and building it around that, you know, it's called Lollipop. It is on Central Avenue. Where do you park when you go there? So parking, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of spaces, uh, some that are legally allowed to park and some that are not as legal, you know, because we, we have the, the, the bank, the bank, right? They don't like when you park there. No, they don't. They don't. But right across the street is the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, you've got you know? and the, the Gomeglat parking lot's like almost right, right there. Right. And then the there's, a, there's one. another one right by Hafter, like a, like a half a block away. So that's also good. On, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was just So that, to... there's always spots in that one. So, I mean, look, you know. You'll get a spot if you want to get your food. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and another thing, if you want to eat at home, if you can either order, you know, we don't charge for delivery, so you could eat at home and, and, and oh, order. Oh, really? So I can just call you up and just say, send me food over? Send me food over. Do you do it on East? We have Uber, uh, mostly Uber. We do through. But you can call up the You can call up and we have our own delivery person. So oh. that's sometimes. That's always really good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell my children because then I'm going to get a thousand lollipop orders. Exactly. Good for you, but not <laughs> <laughs> not for my bank account. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it's been fun. It's What's like the most popular journey. thing on the menu? Uh, the salmon rice bowl is definitely. <gasps> yeah, people I, love that. That's a big one. The salmon happens to be insane. Like it's just one of those, you know, things that uh, our cook Hector just cooks to perfection. So yeah, he's it's like, very good. Yeah, so that's great. And the uh, what else is? Uh, is popular for if you want if you like a wrap we have this thing called the santorini the santorini is like amazing you know uh, what's inside this fish no 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 santorini is like uh mozzarella um uh, it has uh um like tomatoes um i don't know all sorts of spices and some sauce in there a little bit but it's, it's good secret sauce man. yeah 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 exactly but you should check it out the santorini is definitely great our soups are insane Coffee, by the way, is from uh, La Colombe. Yeah, he's a so, coffee snob. I am a little bit. He's a coffee snob. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can attest. Yes. Our coffee is, is really, really, really top grade coffee. You know, whether it's ice or hot coffee, like we use – at the end of the day, it comes down to having the best beans. And we have the best bean. It's called La Colombe beans. So if you ever okay. want to come by, come, come say hello. We would be happy to have you. And bring the kids because they have a space there too. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for we having me. We hope to share NCSY Relief with the world and our listeners and everyone will get involved. Uh, we had a great conversation with Yosef Gila. Amazing what they do. Amazing. He's, he's a really incredible change in the world, one garden at a time, and Talia Seabag from Tuscanini. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. We have music sponsored by our friends at Geffen. Right up until Lichbenching. It has been at three shows in a row we've done. Back with a lot more in the next couple of weeks. Uh, 
Love to hear from you. So reach me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com. And I'm going to get that email up and running again. I promise. I've been talking about it for ages. All right. Wishing all Shabbat Shalom. Happy cooking.